If you're like most of the managers that we talk with, you face a perfect trifecta of remote team communication challenges. First, you've got a ton to communicate. And with so much change, keeping your team informed can feel like a full-time job. Second, your employees' heads and hearts are full. The rapid changes that have been caused by the pandemic, the emotional strain, the concerns for the future, all create distractions that compete with your messaging. And third, that online meeting fatigue is real. People are tired of the meetings and are looking for ways to mix it up. So how do you find more creative ways to improve your remote team communication and make sure your key message is getting across to your team? Hey, it's David, and you're listening to Leadership Without Losing Your Soul, your source for practical leadership inspiration, tools, and strategies you can use to achieve transformational results without sacrificing your humanity or your mind in the process. And welcome to the first episode of season six. I'm so glad that you could be with us. Um, We're looking forward to this season. We've got some fun interviews coming up, some more great practical tips and tools, strategies you can use to get those results without losing your mind or your heart, your soul in the process. Um, You know, as we're looking forward, I would love to get your questions. You know, I love answering your questions, but I'd also love to talk to a leader that you would recognize as someone who does a fantastic job of getting results and doing it in a way where they don't sacrifice their humanity. So if you have a question for me or somebody that you think would be a great interview for the show, love to hear from you. David.dye at letsgrowleaders.com. So when we're talking about communication, getting key messages across, making sure that it sticks and doing it, particularly if you've got a remote workforce, we want to start with five by five communication. If a message is really important, communicating once, like on a Zoom call, isn't enough. To get past the distractions and everything that people are carrying, you want to communicate five times, five different ways. When we work with managers to build their strategic communication plans, we always start by asking, what do you want your people to think, feel, or do as a result of this communication? For example, suppose a key message for your team right now is, work-life synergy matters. We need to find a sustainable pace that keeps us all emotionally and physically healthy. And of course, that's not just a hypothetical example. It's a theme in almost every organization we work with, including our own. So the message there is that work-life synergy is important. I care about you as a person. I don't want you to work all the time. What do you want your team to think? That you're serious about this, that I'll put actions behind my words, that I'm going to be a role model for this. What do you want them to feel? Mm, Valued and supported. I want them to feel that they can exhale. And what do you want them to do? I want them to talk to me about finding a workable schedule based on their unique needs and the results that we need to accomplish, schedule some white spaces on their calendar between meetings so they've got time to think, find a routine that gives them the renewal they need. So those are examples of, as you're thinking through a message, what do you want your team to think, feel, and do as a result of the communication? So then you put together a five by five communication plan. So for instance, five times five different ways, you might start with a virtual town hall. And then your second form of communication is a video message. And then maybe the third is to discuss each person's approach in their one-on-one meeting with you. Maybe number four is something creative and fun, like yard signs. And yes, we actually had a client 
use yard signs. They went around in town. They had people local to their office, but still working remotely and had fun with yard signs. And then number five, maybe it's something that's sent to each person's home with a note from you reinforcing key messages, a handwritten note, a care package, whatever's appropriate. And in the show notes, you'll find a five by five communication planner that we actually uh, use to help you. It's a tool that you can use to plan out what are your key messages? When and how are you going to communicate those five times, five different ways? We have been doing a quick exercise in our live online leadership training and development programs to help managers get more creative with their communication. We call it five by five with five in five. And so quickly we break the group into breakout rooms of five people and invite them to spend five minutes coming up with as many realistic and creative ways to communicate with their teams as they can. And then each team, when we get back together, we'll have a spokesperson who shares their ideas. And like the the old family game night game, everybody else crosses off anything that another group says. And so as facilitators, we type all of those ideas into the chat box so everyone has a visual record of them. And the group with the most original ideas wins. And of course, the wins is in quotes because everyone wins. Everyone's got a new approach, many new approaches to get creative with their team communication strategies. And you can do this whether you're talking about remote teams or not. But particularly in the remote environment so many people are in, this is a helpful way to address that and have more strategies to mix in to their 5 by 5 communication plan. So here are just a few of some of the fun and creative ideas that have come out of this process, and maybe they'll spark something for you. One idea, play telephone. Start a key message that you need everyone to pay attention to. Tell one person on the team and ask them to call one other person, and that person will call the next and on throughout the team. And challenge them to deliver the message with no distortion. People will pay extra attention because they don't want to be the person who screws up the challenge. Then you can have the final person share the message they received, maybe at your next team meeting. This kind of a check for understanding gives you another way to reinforce the message. And you can even modify this and if you have a, a full department and have two teams or maybe even three different loops and see who can get the message to everybody with the most fidelity. Number two, I mentioned earlier, sending a personal note home. Maybe it's a thank you note to their significant other or their, or their kids or whoever's at home just thanking them for the effort and the work that they're doing, particularly in a way that's relevant to that key message. Number three, use topic-based asynchronous communication channels for work-related and human interest conversations. You know, like if you're using Slack or something like that, um, we talked to a team who had all of the normal business ones, but then they also had created a few fun ones for socialization. Uh, one of the more popular ones was their Healthy Pandemic Recipes channel. So they had a channel where people could chime in just with fun recipes that they were doing and exchange notes there. Rehumanizing, reconnecting. Number four, leverage your virtual backdrop. So, so many people are using those virtual backdrops. You don't have to have the same old Golden Gate Bridge that everybody has. You can customize it, put a key message in it. What's a, a key theme? Maybe they're your values. What do you want people seeing regularly so it's emblazoned into their subconscious? Number five, turn your message into a song or a skit. Number six, there's an app called Cameo, and you can use this to send personalized messages from celebrities. Maybe you could use that and do it. Um, we've actually talked to teams who have done that and had fun with that. Number seven, send the team a t-shirt. 
about the key priority. Some of the messaging that people use in person can be done just as well in these kinds of remote environments. Number eight, do a drive-by parade with a sign on the car. Had somebody actually do that. Number nine, animated GIFs. Number 10, an internal podcast. You can do just what I'm doing right now. I have a fancier setup, sure, but you can just pull out your phone and record the message and do an internal podcast. Number 11, weekly town halls. Number 12, recognition for strategic behaviors. Calling attention to reinforce those messages when you see them happening. Number 13, friendly competitions that have the key messages and themes as their subject. Number 14, go old school making individual phone calls. Not even a Zoom call, not a Teams message, just a phone call. Number 15, write Sharpie messages on your arm to show on those online meetings saying that, you know, things that convey, this is how important it is. I've practically tattooed it on my forearm. Number 16, have another leader share or reinforce or explain the message from their perspective. 17, give it a theme, brand your message. Number 18, throw a virtual kickoff party about that key message. There are so many different ways that you can use to get creative with how you're communicating. But if you want the message to stick, communicate it five times, five different ways. And if one or two of those are creative and different and arrest attention, you know you're on to something. The goal of 5 by 5 communication is that you want people almost snoring that message in their sleep. It's that ingrained in their being. They understand it at that level. There's no question that this is the most important thing. Hey, this is Nora, and I have a question. Hi, David. My name is Jamie, and I'm calling in from Maine. My question is about... Hey, David. This is Julian from Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. This is John from Colorado Springs. This is Johan White from Kingston. I have a question for you. This is Cynthia from Baltimore. Hi, David. This is Susan from New Jersey, and my question is... Hi, David. This is Dean from Denver. I would love your advice on this. Today's question comes from Tracy, and it's about our show that we did on advanced ways to mix up and make your online meetings more interesting and not have as much of the online meeting fatigue. And Tracy's question is pretty straightforward. I hear all the ways that you're trying to do that, but why does every meeting need cameras? We didn't have cameras on during all the meetings before the pandemic, and I was working remotely already. Everything was a phone call, and I liked that. The constant camera usage stresses me out. Well, Tracy, you're certainly not alone, and I appreciate you bringing this up because I think one of the reasons that we've gone so camera heavy is because people are craving the connection and we're not seeing each other. And so every opportunity to see each other, there's kind of a a default that we need to do that. But you're absolutely right. Not every meeting calls for a camera. And so you want to mix it up. If it's a quick five-minute type of a thing, you know, a phone call is perfectly appropriate. Where you want to use the cameras is for high bandwidth communication. So what we mean by that is if there's emotion involved, if there's a decision that needs to happen, if it needs to be done fairly quickly, decisions and emotions, generally everybody benefits if there is higher bandwidth. We can see each other's face. But if it's an informational conversation or a quick check-in on something, of course a phone call is appropriate and it may be faster. And it also serves the purpose of saving the camera time, lessening the stress that's associated with it and the discomfort, 
and making it count. So just having the mix of different methods is going to be more effective. So Tracy, absolutely agree with you. It doesn't have to be on all the time. You're right that it stresses you out because one, as we shared in that episode, you're having to look at your face. And two, you're having to think about how you're coming across on camera. And if you haven't had to do that before, that's definitely stressful. So as a leader, mix it up. Use the most appropriate communication method and tool for the message, the decision, the meeting that you're having. So I'll look forward to answering your question in a future episode. You can get that to me at leadershipwithoutlosingyoursoul.com. There's a big orange button there. Click that. You can record your question, and we'll use it in a future episode. I was coaching a guy one time who got so frustrated at his team. He said, David, I've checked for understanding. I've communicated. I know they heard it, but they're not doing it. They're just not getting it. I said, all right, well, when was it that you communicated? And he said, you know, it was six months ago at the offsite. And that just goes back to the importance of five by five communication. If a message is important, people need to hear it regularly in different ways to break through the constant hum of background noise that everybody's carrying around. It takes repetition, it takes recency, and it takes having to retrieve it in different ways to build that recognition in people's minds that it's truly important. So pick your key messages, pick five different times over time that you can communicate, and pick at least five different ways of communication. That five by five communication will help you get those messages across and be the leader you'd want your boss to be. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.